This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Well, what up, High Fivers? For uh, the usual, it's your boy, High Five Tom. Um, unfortunately, uh, your too slow Will is now won't be joining us, but I am joined by uh, the third member <laughs> of our Ring of Honor rivalry triumvirate, uh, Brendan. Brendan, how are you this evening? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course, but we are not alone. Um, you have heard Doc. Uh, I've got my good friend, Mr. Doc Simmons. Uh, Doc and I had recently done a great review of the movie Warriors. Uh, make sure you go check that out back in the back catalog. But also, along with Doc, his partner in crime, uh, Mr. Zach Hendricks, uh, and we both did have country air on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, but um, they are known as Brundon's mother's favorite tag team. My boy is country. Specifically Brundon's. The out-of-town shooters are in the house. Gentlemen, how the fuck are you guys tonight? Doing good, doing good. Uh, running around a little bit, trying to hop on uh, on time. Sorry, I was late, but yeah. doing good. Oh uh, yeah, can't complain. Today was good. Showing off for the people who can see, I'm showing off my little dog. Uh, got to play a little like baseball and football at Jack earlier. So yeah, just nice, good day. Weather's good. Can't complain. Nice. Yeah, because Jack, he's in all kinds of sports, isn't he? Yeah, he's right now doing track. Uh, he went to a Brewers game last Sunday, I want to say, with his cousin. Yeah. Now he's, like, back into, like, he's like, oh, Mom, I think I want to do baseball. So, like, his main one's football, though. Like, that's his, like, go-to. Like, if he had picked one, football. But, yeah, he's doing track. He just won his race yesterday uh, in the 100-meter sprint. So, that's super cool for him. Uh, now he's, like, wanting to get into baseball. Like, he's always out, in like, adventuring and trying to figure out stuff to do and then at night, like he's like one, like me and him will have like we'll wrestle in the living room, put <laughs> some holds on him. Oh, we got this little airsoft gun, but like it shoots water gels, and yeah. we'll do wars in the house on that. But then I hit the vacuum, so that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, shit. Yeah, I worked the Brewer game on Sunday, so I went for an new. I saw Perch actually. Yeah, I did see uh, Perch was there. Yeah, Perch came through my gate, so um, yeah, I had to stop his brother for trying to bring in some milk. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> yeah. did you? Uh, Luke was there too. Uh, dysfunction son. No, really? Yeah. Yeah, like he didn't go with Jack. They went like separately, but they were both there at the same time because like we had like a little family chat, and they yeah. were messaging. And Luke's like, "Oh, you're here too." Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was a big fucking crowd. I mean, there's for a Sunday in April, it was like thirty three thousand, but the Angels were in town, so that's why. So I mean. Yeah, and Otani hit a fucking home run that I think is still going right now. So <laughs> it's awesome. 
Yeah. But uh, I was watching the Mets and Tigers yesterday. There couldn't have been afternoon game. There couldn't have been 700 people there. Really? There's a lot of people dressed up as chairs. <laughs> were they in Detroit or in New York? They were in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's uh, well, we shall see. Unfortunately, the Bucks shit the bed. So, yeah, did you guys. Oh, hopefully, my Nick take revenge for y'all. Yeah. Dude, that I gotta go believe that. Uh, I didn't think that was gonna like. What was it? Only five games. They're out. Yeah. Wait, Doc, you see you're a Knicks fan? That's right. I am a Knicks fan. That's right. You're from that neck of the woods. Are they in the playoffs? They're in the playoffs, playing the Heat. Series tied, 1-1. Old school rivalry there. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hate the Heat. <laughs> really hate the Heat. So. Oh, man. Those, uh, yeah, those late 90s uh, Heat. Yep. When the logs of morning, yep. yep. Still hold a grudge. Oh. They, were, they were showing those fights in the first game, all the <laughs> clips and everything. Yep. Van Gundy on the ground and shit. Ground, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. my coach. Yep. Doc. I, I was actually in a casino in the Bahamas watching that game, betting on it. I was like, huh. Is it, uh, are you, because uh, like, like the Bucks are my second favorite team. Is that like something, like, are you like a Bucks fan too or no? Or is it one team only? Uh, I. It's like so, like Wisconsin teams. I would guess. I guess they would be, yeah, like my second or, or third favorite teams because like to see the people around me happy. Yeah, like for me, I got Chicago's all the way, like Bulls, Cubs, Bears, Blackhawks. But like, I'll I'll root for the Brewers as well. And I'll root for the Bucks. I won't do the Packers though. Like, never. <laughs> Zach, you're a Cubs fan. Yep. Oh, real life. I wasn't one of those guys who jumped on the bandwagon like half my state of Indiana when they won the World Series. <laughs> I remember every guy in school, I got so much shit talked to me. Oh, screw the Cubs, screw the Cubs. Everyone loved the White Sox. Cubs won the World Series. I see all my boys with like decked down Cubs. And I called everyone out. I was like, no, 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 take that shit <laughs> off. You, were, you guys all talk shit back in the day. Don't jump, don't love us now that we're good. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, when they won the World Series, it might have been one of the worst days of my life, so. <laughs> Why? I was like, great. I hate the Cubs. Roth retired and, like, got to hit a – I think he hit a grand slam. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. Great retirement for him. Yeah, well, when they when they picked up Joe Madden, I'm like, oh, shit, the Cubs are actually going to be pretty good here, so. I remember my cousin – like, I'm not great with baseball. Like, I'm a fan, but, like, I'm not, like – in depth with all of it, and my cousin texted me like, "We got Joe Madden." And I'm like, "Oh, cool." And he's like, "No, bro, you don't realize how good this guy is." I'm like, "All right." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm not like familiar with coaches or anything like that at all. Yeah, except Lovey Smith. <laughs> I know him. Lovey was great. Yeah, well, I mean, the thirty, the Packers' thirty-year dominance of the Bears is probably going to come to an end here. So, you ain't got no faith. No. <laughs> I was in Green Bay at Raging Pro and I was driving around to go beat up Aaron Rodgers. And my purpose was I was gonna tell him now I own the Bears and give it back to the city. I'm just doing it to be a good guy, you know. <laughs> he left. He yeah. keeps saying he owns us. I don't like that. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean <laughs> it's not okay. I remember when we got Khalil Mack. 
in like that first opening game. And like for the first half, he's just fucking up Rodgers. I was super pumped. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got this. I was sending Baxter's text, like all this stuff, talking smack. And then Rodgers comes back and does what Rodgers does. And like we lost. I'm like, bro, we had such a lead. Cleo Mack fucked this dude up, like <laughs> on the field. Like, looked like he broke his ribs. And he came out and still beat our ass. Like, that was embarrassing. Yeah. Well, what's more embarrassing is the Packers had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks for 30 fucking years and only won two Super Bowls. Yeah. It's that the, hurt. Yeah. That doesn't, Packers, that doesn't, I don't feel that at all. Like, I don't, I does <laughs> off the shoulders. <laughs> Oh man, it was yeah. It's it's brutal. So I don't know. I mean, I'm a fan of the Packers, but I'm not a Packer fan. I'm sure you know the people I'm talking about. So yeah, like Jack wants to go to a Packer game this year. That film depends on the team. And then like he was like, yeah, we go. Like you should probably wear a Packer jersey. I'm like, no, bro. I'm the hundred percent getting all that heat. Walking in with whatever. Who I don't even have to like the other team. Yeah. I will go on Amazon buy the T-shirt. Yeah, bro, and people love their – it's fucking ridiculous. Like, unfortunately, like, when the Packers lose, like, domestic violence shoots up, like, six. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's, it's fucking oh. – I was up in that area once uh, in, like, the uh, – let's say the mid-2000s in August, and I remember driving close to the stadium, seeing people walking around with flags. I'm like, holy shit, they are hardcore. Yeah. Turns out they were having, like, an open practice, like, right there. <laughs> Wisconsin sports loyalty is like super strong. Um, we had a cookout day, homecoming cookout day at work, and we had a, we we got to wear our MLB stuff, and everyone showed up in Brewer stuff. And I have a Cubs jersey, so I showed up in the Cubs jersey. And as I walked in the office, this sweet tiny old lady who works there, the nicest little lady, looks at me and she's like, "People get hurt wearing that stuff around here." <laughs> I remember it was a bit of an issue at my shoot job to wear not Packers affiliated gear. Like I'm a Giants fan, so they're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about this. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. 2011 when uh the Packers went 15 and one and then they fucking shit the bed in the first round against the Giants. Yep. I was, I was actually living out in Western Mass at the time. And the bar I was at was half Giants fans. I'm like, oh my god, it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> oh, don't worry, yeah. I don't like other Giants fans. If that makes you feel better. Oh yeah, no, I yeah, I, I get you. <laughs> I don't Giants like most other right? Giants fans. Because Brent, no, Brent, you're not you're a Giants fan, right, Brendan? No, I'm a Packers fan. You are a Packers fan? Yeah, yeah, since uh, like '95 or something like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> At least I've had two titles. <laughs> yeah, we did get two, but I always tell a story. One of the scariest times of my life, I was just 20 years old. I've been bartending for about two, three months. I'm like a, a you know, young kid, skinny, 160. I was bartending night. The Packers lost the Super Bowl against the Broncos. Mm. And, yeah, people were rioting in cut A. It was <laughs> – I believe it. Yeah, my boss, the one time he called me, he's like, yeah, if you want to close, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't scare pretty easily, you know. I mean, I'm not a tough guy or nothing, but I mean, it is what it is. But uh, that night, I was like, "Oh shit, what the fuck did I get myself into?" So I feel like that's every every team, every city that loses, like Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia does it when they win. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and they uh, horse shit. I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, New York, okay. we accept how, or we realize we're bad. Like, we have no problem shitting on our own team. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have no problem saying our team sucks. Like, you yeah. just not saying that our team sucks. I mean, Chicago's like that, too. We accept it. I don't think we really write it anymore. Like we, we, yeah, I don't take that ser- that shit seriously anymore. I'm like, yeah, I'm usually over it within an hour or so. Not yeah. Jack, Jack, bro. <laughs> uh, that game with the Lions and uh, Packers. Oh my god, I was like, we were just like, I'm like, all right, let's just not talk to him. He like went to bed early, didn't talk to us. Like after that game, he went to bed. He's like, Texas, I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Like his his fandom is super big, and like then like um even other teams will get mad about it like because he's like a, a fan of all teams like he loves the Bills like that that's probably number two he does like the Bears he does have a Bears jersey so like Grandma mm-hmm. and Grandpa ain't happy I got him into a Bears jersey but uh oh, but his, yeah, his number one is the Packers which Bears jersey got him he uh he loves quarterbacks so he wanted to just he told us if he he got Justin Fields jersey. Like he would rock it, so I told my parents, "Hey, if I buy it, the heat's gonna be on me. But if you guys buy it, they can't get mad at his other grandparents bought him a bear jersey." <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you guys know my buddy Andy. Um, gotta hang out with him a bunch of show. You'll see him around. See him in AEW and everything. A little bit older guy, glasses. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, but yeah. I had him on uh because he's got a really awesome sports collection. Um, of like like crazy autographs and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's met, he's got a Muhammad Ali and James Brown autograph, but the other one he told me <laughs> when I had, I'm on the podcast, he's got a Walter Payton one. He got probably about six months before he died. Nice. Dude, yeah. we have a fun fact, but it's weird. Uh, we like, uh, like after like I graduated high school, he moved into it. My old, my dad's like fr- family friend, he had a house and we got, we rented it. And apparently the downstairs bathroom, he always bragged that that was Walter Payton's bathroom. Like when they were selling everything from the house, like the estate sale or whatever, like he bought the toilet and got it installed <laughs> in the downstairs. So I just remember it, like the first time sitting here, I'm like, I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the throne, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know it's such a weird fact, but like, when we brought Walter Payton, I was like, Dude, I remember because I was like, I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm just going to believe it's true. That's why I want to believe with my heart. So, like, yeah, for a I, while, my toilet was the old Walter Payton toilet, and uh, I, I sat where the king sat. Dude, that that's awesome. That's amazing. I mean, <laughs> even as a Packer fan, you have to love Walter Payton. I mean, the guy was Dude. phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cool like sport memorabilia, Angel Armani has a bu- had a bunch of cool stuff. And Jack's birthday, he gave him the Super Bowl coin where they flip, like the Packers had one. So Jack yeah. had uh, the Super Bowl coin in his room. And then we got him like the the Astro turf or whatever you could buy as a block uh, from the yeah. Packers. He's a part of the field. Like he has a bunch of cool stuff. But yeah, he has the Packers Super Bowl coin. Wow, that's sick! How the fuck did you get that? I don't know. It was Armani. I came. He had a bunch of them too. He had like a game, uh, a game field one, another one, and the Super Bowl one. He told Jack he could pick one of them. And I was like, Jack, you better grab that Super Bowl one. Like, <laughs> well, let me go grab it. Right. 
knowing Armani had a coupon. <laughs> yeah, I see him at the Brewer game a lot too. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know you could do this, but you could pay forty bucks a month and you can go to any game you want. Um, it's just general admission, so it's standing room only. So, I had a friend that did that with uh the Mets for years. Yeah, I had no idea that was a fucking thing. I was like, oh, you know, and the Brewers don't sell out much, and and that I mean, obviously I'm biased, but it's a pretty good stadium. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Green Green Bay Packers Super Bowl Thirty One Championship set. Wow, that's fucking dope. Sick. Yeah, he got that, and then uh. He he wanted me to show off this. I uh he ten card Aaron Rodgers. I don't I don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> that was. I probably should have started with this one first, but the coins. Yeah, th- that was. I'm not even a fan of the package, but I thought this was super cool. Yeah, that's fucking dope. I mean, it's yeah. not shitting on Walter Payton's toilet, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not many can close, say they did. The close second. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great name for an abandoned or an album or like something like that. Walter, <laughs> yeah, Walter Payton toilet. Running, that should be our next album cover. Definitely. Walter Payton shitter or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I would I, I'm totally gonna believe that story is true. So Yeah, I got I got I told my buddies then, like, you know, you have your one friend's like, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's not true, but this story's been true since I was four years old, and I'm not giving it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, cause like we used to go there all the time as little kids, and like that's where I heard the story. And then like as we when we moved in, like they said it again. I'm like, all right, I remember this. So like, <laughs> that story's true in my heart. That's fucking awesome. Amazing. I, when I when I woke up this morning, I did not expect to hear a story about Walter Payton's t- toilet. So I'm gonna be blunt. Until you say Walter Payton, I haven't really thought about like. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, shame on me. Like, how can you forget something so cool? And you're, that's probably the coolest thing I'll ever do in my life. Like, <laughs> that's that's tough to top. And that's coming from a Packer fan. So, yeah. yeah, Packer fan that was tortured by the Bears in the 80s. So, yeah, I mean, I always tell the story. So, my dad told me the Packers won the two first Super Bowls. And this is back in the 80s. I'm like, and I didn't believe him for like two years. I said before Google and shit like that. I'm like, no fucking way. You know, this is like back when the Packers would play the Buccaneers at the end of the season. So he was going to win three games that year. So <laughs> I think uh, those days are soon to return. So, but yeah, but yeah, speaking of the Bucks, yeah, they fired Bootenhauser today or whatever his name is. So, uh, did they? Mm. I'm like, yeah, I guess yeah, the Bucks might be returning to form pretty soon to themselves. Uh, I mean, you know what, though? I'd fire Maverick Bone. <laughs> Doesn't he work there? He does. Well, at least he used I, to. I, I feel like I'd fire Maverick Bone. There's he's, he's, there's some collusion in there somewhere. Yeah, that would not surprise me in whatsoever. So. He's probably spiking the Gatorade with White Claws. Oh, God. <laughs> but, I mean, as long as we got Giannis, we got a shot. I mean, Giannis, like, he put over that, like, I think he's, like, faithful, like, and believes in the process. He, like, talked about how Jordan's been how many years and how many championships did he win. Yeah, he's like, yeah, well, Jordan didn't win championships in nine of his seasons. Is he a failure? So, yeah, I uh, I actually got to um, the press conference when uh, they announced Giannis as part of the Brewers. I actually got to set that up all by myself. My boss called me. Like, yeah, we've got an emergency fucking uh, conference. Am I going to the stadium? 
I'm like, fuck this, blah, 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 blah. But I went in there and did it. And then the next day, I come in there, and there's the office, and there's fucking Giannis. I'm like, oh, shit. Not I said that. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So that's one of my claims to fame. So, yeah, and he seems like a decent human being for all intents and purposes, so. I always like the videos of him doing stuff like where he's passing out shoes and like like you can just tell he's generally happy or when he ordered forty nine nuggets or whatever it was. Yeah. Mm. He's driving around with a with a championship uh trophy. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to. He's like fucking I'm Giannis. I don't give a shit. He's going to do him. You gonna fire me? Like I just won MVP. Are you really gonna fire me? Yeah. My favorite <laughs> story of Giannis and it was when he didn't know who Jason Kidd was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, who's the guy talking to me like this? Somebody shows him some YouTube videos. Oh. <laughs> oh <man. laughs> I mean, and, I mean the dude grew up in Greece. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, man. yeah. Like oh, it makes sense, but it goes like, you know, Jason most of the Jason Kidd's career was at a time when the internet was not yeah. what it is. True. Well, I mean, I th- every time I heard Jason Kidd, I just think of the story that came out where he punched his wife in the mouth over French fries or something. <laughs> God. Not a good look. No. Not not. A good look. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> um, this is a, a technically a wrestling podcast. Yeah, we're really talking. <laughs> this is pretty par for the course, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, anytime yeah, you know, we get together, this is usually how it goes. But um, this is a bonus episode, and we are reviewing uh, from April 18th, 2009, the American Wolves of uh, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards versus Brian Danielson and Tyler Black. Um, you know, like I said, you know, obviously Tyler Black is now Seth Rollins and Daniel, people know Brian Danielson and Daniel Bryan. Um, but the reason we picked this match uh, is obviously is the American Wolves are a big influence on you guys as a tag team. Um, and none of us have seen this match. I don't have any history on the match. Uh, but before we kind of hit the uh, record button, uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about listen, what uh, what influences you get from those guys? I mean, I see it, obviously. but um, So I will let Zach uh, take the reins on this because this is more Zach's side where he, he studies more of the American Wolves match. American Wolves as a whole matches. Um, I watch a lot of Davey Richards matches specifically. Um and I've I've always been a big fan of his grappling, yeah, and uh, intensity. So that that is something that I look look into. Uh-oh. Yeah. Eddie, I think uh, he king of impact uh, right now, as far as I'm concerned. Like he is he is pure impact. Like I don't really think of um, Eddie Edwards as an ROH guy anymore. Um, but I I've, I've always loved his character work. And, and how he always stays relevant in impact storylines. Yeah, and I think you guys have met David Richards, haven't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We've been in a couple locker rooms with him. Okay. Yeah, he's uh he's he's ducking me, man. Every time I tried to meet, I just want to give that guy a, a high five. Uh, <laughs> um camera guy Dick McNick did that uh blackout book for AAW. Yeah. Um, and I need David Richards to sign that, but yeah, I was supposed to met I mean I've Three meet and greets at Warrior wasn't there. Uh, AAW three times missed him. I yeah, unfortunately, he does have a history of no showing some shows. Yeah, um, down St. Louis. Yeah, Grand All Wrestling. Yeah, so 
Um, there's kind of a running joke on this show that Davy Richards and uh, well, now Malachi Black's stuck in me too. So, uh, yeah, apparently. Um, but yeah, listen. I mean, listen. The thing I always listen, um, Doc likes is that new movie guys where uh, he come in with the leg sweep on the arm while Zach's holding it. Fucking mm-hmm. get it for a goddamn time. That's a very Davy Richards like move. <laughs> yeah, that's like kind of like the influence. Like, um, obviously, when you watch Motor City Machine Gun and Red Dragon. Like Motor City Machine Guns, high pace, high action, like cool, like really flashy combos. Like they're like the X Division guys. But like when you watch like the American, like Red Dragon, they're like Red Dragon are very similar to American Wolves, but like with the American Wolves, like all their combos are super simple, but effective and like they're believable. Like, uh, and like there's like, it's just the intensity of like, for example, doing the arm wrench, like Davey Richard talked about how you could really milk it and milk it and milk it and make it look bigger than what it is. And that's like those small little details. Like, so like more like, like doc, I'm heavily influenced by Davey Richard. Love the technical wrestling, uh, stole a submission from him. Not going to lie. Uh, used it on Juan Ming to make him tap out at, uh, the Armani show. So that was hundred percent stolen by Davey Richard. Uh, but just as a tag team, like they looked cool. Uh, their tag moves are simple, but effective their intensity, like, I watched a match. They were at Wrestling Revolver and just the tag psychology, too, of like making sure the legal guy is, making sure the ref doesn't look stupid. Um, it was a babyface, babyface tag match. And like the way they went back and forth on tag combos and made everything like flow so well. Yeah. I'm just like small little things that I feel like, and like a lot of tag teams do it. And I'm pretty sure like other ones that we watch do it. But like it's just like those guys have that appeal. Like when you look at them, like you can't look away. And that like they have the, they call it the airport a, a look. They and then like what they do, you believe it. Like they don't. Nothing looks like it's like half-assed. And yeah. Even like when you watch their tag moves, you're like everything's simple, but like you still like it's still cool because they don't like half-ass the simple things and then make it look like a struggle. Yeah, because right now on on our show, so we're in. Uh, so obviously we're in May 2013 of Ring of Honor, uh, but we started at David Richards was champ, and he just lost the belt to uh, Steen last May. Uh, but the American Wolves just reunited <laughs> a couple months ago, and they said, and actually, Red Dragon just started in Ring of Honor. Uh, like it's it's O'Reilly and, and Bobby Fair, and they're actually not take champs right now. Um, I'm always kind of the mindset that I'm still in 2013 because we watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Red Dragon, man. So I mean, watching those two, um, yeah, it's it, it's something to behold. So it's gonna be a, it's a it's a fun time for tag team wrestling in Ring of Honor. Back in 2013, so um, bro, uh, I'm really hoping with like Roderick Strong uh, getting to AEW, like they think about repicking up Bobby Fish. The only thing is, I definitely understand the issue, like the injury issue, but like if he could just stay healthy, man, like I would love to see him and O'Reilly get one more like reign as champions. Like, yeah, yeah, we talked about last night. Like, it'd be awesome to get like uh, the Elite versus uh, Undisputed Era. Yeah. Yeah, you don't throw it. It looked like that's where they were going, but then yeah, injury bug just ate up the well, AW officer. Yeah. Well, and Kyle O'Reilly, I mean, he works such a fucking, you know, like well, I mean, quote unquote real intense style, you know, and you was gonna catch up to him. And the crazy thing about Kyle O'Reilly though is um is people I don't know, you guys probably know this, that motherfucker's a diabetic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he, and he can just fucking go. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like the first non WWE because I just got back into wrestling in winter of 2015, 
And my first non-WWE match that got me back into wrestling was Kyle O'Reilly and Koshida at Best of Super Juniors 2015. Ooh. That was so about the same time is when I'm getting into wrestling. And um it's the uh I don't know if you ever seen this YouTube page, but it's like BDJW 19 something. He does a bunch of like top move um things for for wrestlers and Kyle O'Reilly was one of the first ones I saw. Yeah. The first one I saw was the Ricochet one and that let me know like what independent wrestling was. And then they just sprawled from there and then yeah eventually fell on Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, Ricochet and Will Ospreay when they blew up the fucking internet. Yep. Yep. Probably maybe like uh six months before that is like when I started getting into indie wrestling. Yeah, did uh, um Brendan, do you know did Will Ospreay ever actually wrestle Vader? Because weren't yeah, they yeah, that? they wrestled in uh in England. UK. Yep, at uh Ref yeah. Pro. That's right. <laughs> I mean, good on both of them um for doing shit like that. And uh I mean, and obviously Doc and Zach, you would know better. But I think half the times when older wrestlers quote unquote shit on things, I think they're just doing it to get people over. Um, they know. Um, I mean, there's definitely some people, and I could be 100 wrong, um, that are you know are past their prime and just want to get back on TV. But I think um, something like Kevin Nash. I think whenever Kevin Nash is shitting on somebody, he's smart enough. He's actually knowing that he's getting a guy like Will Osprey's name out there. Yeah, even quote unquote shitting on it. But I don't know. I think yeah. I think everything's a fucking work. <laughs> I believe that. I, I believe there's like some sense to. I believe that like uh, there's some truth in what they say. Like they like feel like uh, because they they grew up in a different era and wrestling has evolved so much. But at the same time, Kevin Ash knows if he tweets about someone's name, the dirt sheets and all that are gonna say Kevin Ash brought up uh Orange Cassidy, for example, and hates his sunglasses or whatever it may be. Or uh, Kevin uh Kevin Ash doesn't think Doc uh, Simmons is a heavyweight. Now, who's this Doc Simmons guy? Lies. He's lies. I mean, Doc of all time. Exactly. I mean, I I think it's one of those things where, uh, you know, wrestling kind of, you know, mirrors uh, other professional sports. Because, like, if you ever hear somebody like Jim Brown talk about football nowadays, like, it's it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, So, it's... It's whatever. Uh, sports evolve. Athletes evolve. Um, yeah. You just, you know, you try not to get left in the dust. I'm out here in New York, and if you listen to the Mets broadcast, Keith Hernandez doesn't talk about anybody past 1981. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, like, you know, we talk about it with Frank, and, like, you know, when, when Frank was coming up, you know, people would say, you know, uh, Frankie's doing too much in his matches, and you know, <laughs> does the dusty, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone's got a certain amount of bumps on their bump card, but um, you know, I always just, I mean, I listen. I think everything's a work, so I think sometimes a lot of that shit's just to put people over. Like, I don't know, I think Kit or I think Jim Cornette really actually does enjoy the Young Bucks. I think that's all a fucking work, personally, but. I don't know. Cornette's a weird one because, yeah, he knows the business so well. He's got to know with yeah. how he says things. Like, it's just going to bring attention to it. 
Yeah, and like, if you really didn't like the young ones, don't talk about them. Yeah. Yep. Don't uh, give them. Yeah, and like it's in this Trinity about Cornette, I've always said is my opinion. I mean, he's a fucking. Br- I mean, he knows more about wrestling than I will ever know about anything in my life. He is. He is smart. He is a genius. He just. Yeah, doesn't doesn't go for the times. It's like Will Osprey is a great example. Uh, when when Osprey came over and had those matches in AEW, Cornette's a fan, but he shits on him for the finish. He he hates the uh, uh, hidden blade. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll listen to him talk old wrestling all day long. But as soon as he starts talking on AEW, I just I check out. Jack, uh, yeah, Jack better things telling, to do. We were at uh the wrestling gaming classic. We did a show out there, and Jack came for one of the matches. Enjoyed it, had his phone out and all that. But like, he doesn't like wrestling anymore. He's burnt out. But he like looked at Valley. He's like, you know, Mom, I don't think I'd ever be a wrestler. But if I ever did get into wrestling, I would want to be like a a manager, like a Jim Cornette style manager. <laughs> Val was like, sat there, she's like, I am so proud right now. I was like, I might be the proudest mom like, ever. Yeah. Like, he didn't say Paul Heyman or someone like she said Jim Cornette. Yeah, Paul Heyman, that's another guy. I mean, you want to speak about fucking geniuses? Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, he knows how to get someone over. Yeah, he knows how to do the small things that like matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised he doesn't have a book out there yet. So I hope so. When it drops, you know it's going to sell. Yeah, I'll oh, be yeah. on the line for that. Yeah. Um, I speak- need him to do. I need him to do the audio book too, and his voice. <laughs> I like the fact. Uh, like, I don't know if anyone watched Raw, but Heyman came out because everyone tweeted like when that new world title came out. Everyone to like made all the posts with Roman wearing it, and like, oh, they're just going to put out Roman, blah blah blah. And I like how he came out. He's like. With that look relevant on the <laughs> tribal chief, and I was just like, he just played into everyone there that's shitting on it. Like, <laughs> oh, me, Bali, sir. I love, uh, I love Paul Heyman. So, but speaking of impact, and speaking of people, I wish you'd write books. Um, you know, watching 2013 Ring of Honors, fucking Jimmy Jacobs. That guy's a yeah. fucking genius. Oh, yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, probably, um, you, yeah, and you guys have met him, haven't you? I have, I've, met, I've, I've met him like at extra work, but like never like got to talk to him. I know Doc actually did more, right? Yeah, uh, one of the best seminars I've ever done. Oh wow! I think I I was just I was too early in my career to take everything from it that I could, but I understood that this is a really good seminar. Where was that at? It was ICW. Oh shit! Yep. That was uh yeah, that was just before I came back. Yeah, because that was he, like before I got in. Yep. Yep. Because he was actually champion for a little while, right? I believe so. Yeah. Um, but he uh did it did a seminar. It was all character work. It was it was right after he left WWE. Yeah. It was right after he left. Um nothing but character work, nothing but promos. Um, nothing but yeah, uh, like giving giving guys ideas on characters. Best promos of the day were Dan Perch yeah. and Ref Jerry. I uh, I can see that. Perch and Perch and Jerry, the two refs, cut the best promos that day. Yeah, well, shit, that was super early in Perch's career too. Yep, yep, it was super early in Perch's career. Um, but yeah, uh, two very different promos. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
but I would say those were the most, the two most entertaining promos of the day. Ah, oh, ref Cherry, that guy's uh that dude's something else in more ways than one. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm very fortunate. I get to talk to him every month for the ICW promos every month. So, um, I get to hang out with Jerry. So, Jerry's Jerry's a good time. So, you know, the first time I saw Jacobs live. He was managed by Bobby Heenan. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was an uh, ROH show when they brought in uh, Heenan and Cornette to manage opposite teams. It was uh, Jacobs and Cabana versus, I want to say, Jack Evans and Roddy, actually. Really? Managed by Cornette, yeah. Heenan, wow. very underrated commentator. Oh, oh love Love him in uh, WCW commentary. I call him the best overall just like performer in wrestling history. Because he could very... commentate, he could manage, he could wrestle if he needed to. He literally could do everything. Yeah. yeah. I love him. Because he was actually a pretty decent worker back in the day, too, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He always said he's, he probably could, he could have been a wrestler, but he made more money, stayed uh, in one place as being a manager. So. He wrestled like a manager, managed like a wrestler. Yeah. His words. Mean, you know, that late 80s WWF, man. I mean, you had Bobby Heenan and Gene Okerlund in the same spot. Yep. Not, not bad at all. Not bad at all. So, well, gentlemen, um, actually, I think real quick before we hit play on this, uh, I'm going to take a quick pre-break. Um, we're going yeah. to take a quick plug to plug all our friends and everything. Uh, but we'll be back here in a couple seconds, everybody. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps.
Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. All right, high fivers. Well, thank you for enjoying that Shining Wizards commercial. So make sure you enjoy all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards uh, podcast network and also all the great shows here on Visionaries Global Media. Uh, hopefully one of these days, um, you know, my boy Zach and Doc will be joining Visionaries Global Media. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a host, but like, I'm the background guy. Like Doc's the Doc's the work on that one. <laughs> I'm just there to bring in my insights on being, I don't know, forgetting to read the topic and figuring it out on the fly. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I think we need some take at home podcasts on the visionaries. And like I said, and I'm just a grunt. You know, I don't have anything with those decisions, but I'm just throwing that out there for you guys. But uh, you guys want to watch some wrestling? Yeah. Yes, Hell sir. Yeah. All right, everybody got it queued up? Yep. All yep. right. Three. We're all at double – are we all at zeros? Was that the agreement? Yep. All right. All right. On three. So three, two, one. I should probably turn the volume up here. Shit, I don't need – why don't I need volume? Are you guys all on? Yep. I'm on. I'm on. All right. And just to be sure, we're all watching him stare off right now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Just to make sure I'm on the right match. <laughs> Who's managing him? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. 
Isn't that Hangador? World Tag Team titles are on the line. Edwards... It kind of looks like the dude. Uh, I might be wrong, but was that? I wonder if it's the guy who managed Dumaga in WWE. Dorado? Yeah, was he in the Ring of Honor? I don't think he was. He might have still been in WWE at that point. Who the hell is that I just watched uh, Nigel McGuinness in the 2004 TPI. I loved him when he was in uh, TNA as Desmond Wolf taking on Kurt Angle. Oh, wow, that is him. <laughs> yes, sir. I love this. I'm out here looking like Mav Boo, not, not recognizing people. 2004 TPI, was that the one AJ one? Uh, I have not finished it, so okay. I'm not sure. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it was stacked, though, I remember. Yeah, yeah, stacked. Yeah. Like, deep, deep uh, yeah. tournament pool. Team titles on the line, and I'm still It was... Uh, Thank you for joining us. Nigel McGinnis versus Claudio. Yeah. Long hair, slick back, Claudio. <laughs> I got no audio. All right, well, you guys got to walk me through the audio here. <laughs> well, we got Nigel McGinnis uh, on commentary. The current, like He's currently the Ring of Honor world champ, they said, too. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because our, our first watch along was uh actually shortly thereafter. Yeah, it was Nigel versus Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn won that title. Should be an excellent contest. Um, and for the high fibers that don't know, obviously Tyler Black is obviously now um you know, Seth Rollins in WWE, but obviously Tyler Black's roots here in Midwest wrestling are fucking deep. I'm sure you guys have wrestled a bunch of Black and Brave kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you like wrestling one of them on Saturday. Nice. Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards, just so intense as uh, athletes. A lot of that comes from uh, training in Japan with pro wrestling Noah. Davey Richards intense, never, never. I that bridge with that little kick. That yeah, good. always a big fan of that. Okay. One thing about Davey Richards with those kicks. He's capable of delivering them from multiple positions. You never know where they're going to come from or what velocity. I definitely dig the matching gear, too. The blue, the blue tights. Yeah, the blue. Tag Team 101. You're going to be a tag team. You better match gear. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Another <laughs> returning theme for this weekend. You know better than anybody. Second one, didn't Tyler Black wasn't he like a guy that was so kept was being so close but never so, won the big one till like later on? Yeah, yeah, yep. they definitely went uh I think a little too long with him. Like people were Begging for him to win the world title, and especially off Nigel too. He came so close. I remember the first time I saw Tyler Black. It was uh, anyone remember Wrestling Society X? Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. Him and Jimmy Jacobs. See, Zach Evans is the one that stuck out for me from that. Dude, yeah, Jack Evans. I remember him. He was just doing like a bunch of crazy shit. Get over here. That's crazy that uh, that wrestling uh, next thing only lasted one season. Yeah, that was there, a badass like, show. There was a bunch of backstage, like not wrestler issues, but like investor issues. I believe is what it was. I think they had a season two because I felt like they ended season one crowning Vampiro as the champion and then uh, had that one dude, I forgot his name, come in and like kind of squash him and become the champion shortly after. Mir Mortez, I think. There's a long haired dude, like. What was it, Mir Mortez? I don't know who it was. It was like from Lucha Underground. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to think. It was like a long haired guy. Like, kind of, like, super jacked. Man, I, uh, that's, it describes half of wrestling, I know. Was it the guy that played, uh, no, not uh, Relic or whatever, right? No. No. I'll look it up after. Good old Cobbs and Claire. Oh, I love Cops and Claire. Is he back on the Ring of Honor reboot? Nigel? I haven't noticed. I haven't seen, not Nigel, uh, Cops and Claire. No, I haven't noticed. Nigel's back. Oh. Yeah, Nigel's back on commentary. Yeah, I think it's mostly Paul Turner, I think. Brennan, you been watching or not? Yeah, he's, uh, what was I going to say? Turner, I mean, Turner's been in AEW this whole time, too, so. Yeah. I was there, um, it was uh, in Chicago, it was Turner's last uh, show with Ring of Honor before he went to AEW. Hmm. I remember being there. I think it was the one that Mav Boone got to wrestle Josh Woods on it. And, uh, yeah, it was that Baxter one. Silas. Or uh, Pastor took the nut shot from Silas. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Danielson. I love to see the birth of Baxter oh. Belafonte was that day. Yeah, uh, uh, Baxter's old because he just became uh, left the manservant Baxter gimmick. And I think originally he wanted to go by Reese Baxter, and Silas was like, "No, that doesn't uh, that doesn't like pop." So he's like, "What's my name?" He's like, "You'll hear it when we go out there." And he called him Baxter Belafonte. <laughs> yeah, I always chuckle. He's my neighbor. What? Yeah, he's Baxter's my neighbor. It's real. Yeah, he lives like four blocks from me. So, yeah, my uh, the wife and I ran into him. There's like a we live here in uh, Cooper Park here in the northwest side, and there's some like the old beer garden thing, and we ran into him over there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a goofy looking dude with a uh, with a Hawaiian shirt. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of uniform right now, but <laughs> they just showed a close up. That's definitely Shane Hagedorn with them. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would give that. I mean, I know everything that happened with David Richards recently, but I would like to see him and Danielson go at it again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially this new Danielson, but I don't know. We'll see. 
I'm just waiting for them to finally pull the trigger on Danielson and uh, Saber. Oh. Forbidden Doors coming again. Maybe they'll uh, have a little interaction like there. Yeah. Get the match that never happened. Yeah, ZSK and Jeff Cobb just put on a fucking 15 minute classic. I hope Cobb eventually takes that title from him. It's like perfect for him. To go out and have like 12 minute bangers. I love Jeff Cobb. Yep, big, big cop fans in the Simmons household. <laughs> Gobbs is like a super cool dude, too. Like, uh, first time I did extra work with Ring of Honor, uh, I got, he, I was helping out with the autographs and then, like, walked the guys back to the locker room. And Cobb was a super cool, uh, gave me a bunch of advice. Didn't have to. Like, a lot of the guys, you know, they're in there, like, I get it's show day. Like, they're all, like, getting themselves, like, ready for what they have to do that night. But Cobb was like asking me questions about myself and all that. And then uh I ran into him at Warrior and he kinda like when I reminded him where we met, he was like, All right, now I remember you. Nice. But like uh super cool dude. One man away from his waiting on the That was a long shot. Yeah, speaking of that show, Zach, you remember you actually uh took my picture with uh Brody King and PCL at that show that ring of yeah, Mav took my picture with Marty Skrull, and you took my picture with uh, Brody King. And, uh, that's before we even really knew each other. I mean, we kind of knew each other, but. Yeah, I think I was like, because that was like, what, 2019, I believe? Yeah. September 9th. Yeah. I, uh, I got to do. That was yeah. like, that was a fun night. That was a really fun show. Um when Dis wrestled Shane Taylor, and I was so mad at Shane Taylor for a long time, and just like, no, Shane Taylor's actually a really nice guy. Okay. Dude, I love the fact that, like, uh, I love that match. That match was so good. Yeah. Like, I always thought when they, like, brought in local town, like, you just hit the last five minutes with me, you'll beat me, and Dis just ran away for a while. I was like, I yeah. would, I'm always like, as a kid, I was like, that's what I would do if I got brought in that ring with that big guy, I'd just run away. He ain't going to catch my little ass. <laughs> Yeah, Brandon, make a long story short. So, uh, Shane mm-hmm. Taylor was the TV champ at the time. And uh, our boy dysfunction, you know, this boy, I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, she was like, yeah, if you can last five minutes. And then, uh, yeah, like Zach said, this just ran away. So, that's genius. But uh, during that Luchador match at that show, um, I hate leaving during matches. I'm like, I I'm, I mean, I paid a ticket to watch the show, but there's that no way I had to pee like a fucking racehorse. Um, so I came back and fucking Teton had landed and shattered my chair. <laughs> I think I I think I was working the barricades that show, and yeah, I got rammed a couple times. Yeah, you and Chucky. Yeah, he is good. Though. And I think. Uh... Baxter, Mav, and Chuko all got beat up by Maria Manic. Yep. I remember her. I was a big fan of her. I did saw a recent picture of her. It looks like she's doing good. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. She got wrapped up with Teddy Hurt there for a little while, didn't she? Yep. Slack yep. before that. <laughs> he gave it he's the one that gave her the uh the man eater one uh tattoo. 
Speaking of also nice people. I love that move whenever I see that. Oh, so close to landing on each other. Yeah. That's I thought we were going with at first. They get a wipe out. Yep. Uh, I thought they were going to wipe out Tagador in there. Like how far the manager runs away. <laughs> I don't know that far. So, is one of these teams champ at the time? Yeah, American Wolves are the tag champs. This is a tag title match. Oh, well, there you go. As Eddie Edwards walking out with the belt. <laughs> Some black and white Anderson here in Markham. No, 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 no. I, I don't want to go now. That's taking that sweet time. I did do some more one occasion when I was a champion. Right, the count. <laughs> I guess they were just waiting by the apron. Yeah, yeah, by the yeah. I thought they left. <laughs> You know, those barricades suck. Like when you when we had zip time, like a couple of the boys were like their fingers would slice on that metal. Ooh. Yeah, I got yeah. I got cut when I got rammed into one of them. I remember homicide sliced open his hand horribly on one of them on like a Saturday, uh Friday, Saturday double shot. Couldn't even wrestle the next day. Back oh, in the 316 shirt. <laughs> Damn, that's the one shirt I sold. I wish I hadn't. There's 0316, and on the back it says, I just broke your neck. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, now in retrospect, is a little shitty, but. We get to Richards pulling himself back up on the ring. Welcome on the podcast, Smokus. Say hi to everybody. Do we have any idea where the show's taking place? Uh, I like they said, but I'm not sure. Ron, did you recognize that place at all? Ontario. Yeah. Mark Briscoe has been sidelined with the knee injury on the hands of the American World. One of the greatest tag teams in ROH history, the Briscoes. And it hasn't been around as of late, but we've seen a new tag team such as Kenny King and uh, Rex Titus formed. All Might Express. Yep. Kenny King and Red Titus just formed. Red Titus, another super nice guy. Rick and Wolves really impressed everyone and showed that. Red and Titus are like super hardworking. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they get that TV title there at the end. Like when we were like doing extra work helping with the setup with the rings and all that, he was th- he was there with us. Nice. And, like, he was there forever and they said no, he just always did that. He was one of the original graduates, I remember too. Him and I think Hagenhorn were the first class and like one or two other guys. The ROH Dojo? Yeah, yeah. So those signs are basically just zip tied onto the barricades, huh? Yeah. 
They're they're like sheet metal. It always sounded awesome when the fans would start slamming their hands against them too. Yeah, yeah. unique. Yeah, like when they get the sand barricades, it just didn't sound the same. Yeah. Nigel that really sounds pretty good here. What? So Doc, Eddie Edwards is making a good run at Impact right now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been trying to watch more Impact. I think it's like one of the more consistent promotions out there. Um, and a surprisingly good roster. That's women's division in wrestling. Definitely. Yeah. We got Maki Slamovich. I mean, you know. And uh, 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 Titan Tron for for Evil Sierra. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's dope. Well, that little tag having his foot extended out. Yeah. Definitely kind of playing the heel in this match, obviously. So, yeah, they're definitely on the heels in this one. I don't think Sweet and Sour is uh, still together at this point. Nah. but they were uh, where they were. See, that was uh, Sweet and Sour. Who's in Sweet and Sour again? Larry Sweeney. They had it. Yeah, them, the Wolves. Uh, who the hell else? Chris Hero. Tank, uh, Tank Toland. <laughs> That's a random people. Chris Hero, I wonder if he's ever going to make a comeback. Mm. He has uh, a fed that he's, he's, do, he's like booking or something. I remember seeing him do that. No, he's big on doing his seminars and another one that seems to be just working through wrestling. Yeah. Who's that? Chris Hero. Chris Hero. Yeah. His seminars are great. Yeah, his seminar was good. Um, but yeah, he's just another one that looks like he's working through it. Yeah, Chris Hero, another guy you never hear a bad word about outside. Oh, no. 
Works for Armani. No shit. Yep. There's the pat. There's the head in the. Yep. You do that long enough, it definitely hurts. <laughs> Yeah, kind of isn't this kind of Danielson's um indie tour a little bit too before the first time he went to WWE? Dragon was having his way there with Richard. I mean the singles match he made first rough wrestling road diaries is right around now and Brian Danielson's all over it. I think he just came off a feud with uh, Morishima. So, I don't know if he'd actually gone to WWE yet or not. Because I know, I think Colt might have either might have just came back to the Indies or was about to come back. Oh, sorry, this is April. Okay. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> if you guys are putting me in that move, I'd be sleeping in about three seconds. <laughs> Tyler Black. Was <laughs> oh, he gonna do it? <laughs> Tyler Black's literally just mugging Baby Richards in the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. Makes his way back towards his own corner. Double team, perhaps here from the challengers. Heart attack, sort of. <laughs> oh, yeah. But only for two. God, I love the Hart Foundation. Yes. On that clothesline. Again, since they're not typical tech team partners with one another. Yeah, my first wrestling show back in 2017, I get to beat Bret Hart. That's I don't get awesome. Very often, but. Was that the Warrior show? No, that was uh, Swoggles at ACW. Oh, oh nice. Right. Suffering the effects out on the floor, shouting at him to kick out, kick out, because he knew he was not going to be able to come to his partner's aid right there. That just showed how tough Eddie Edwards is. He was able to kick out on his own power. He doesn't need Davey to make the save all the time. Eddie Edwards is one tough motherfucker, though. Damn right. This, I love this move. Oh, oh he's dirty. Corner. Yeah, that looks so like, painful. He's got a lot of people that I've seen use that move. Chucky, I know Chuck. I was like, Chucky is like old finish for a while. Yeah. Now Sierra's uh, using it. Now. Yeah, Sierra's using it now. That was beautiful. Dude, that match that Sierra had with Masha at AEW last month was a fucking banger, though. Yeah, see, heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. 
Obviously, I'm biased, but it was a great fucking match. You're not the only one I've heard yeah. talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Masha. I mean, that match you had with Josh Alexander at Destination Chicago back in September last year was fucking amazing. That's really good. I saw her versus Daniel Garcia a couple of years ago, and it was yeah. they fucking tore the house down. Well, we uh, first met Masha. We were at uh, MAW out in Minnesota at a farm show, and she wrestled Sierra then. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This is like right before she blew up, I feel like. I feel like she was like on the cusp like, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Her and Akira, good peoples. Yeah, speaking of Akira, don't get me wrong. I love Eric Dillinger and everything, but I still think Akira should have won the Insane Eight last year. But <laughs> Akira I, was my pick until Dillinger got uh, announced in there. But like the year before, like I was saying, like I think it was like, the year before Akira was my pick. Like before Dillinger came got into the tournament, Akira was my pick. Yeah, speaking of breakout stars for twenty twenty two, fucking Dillinger, Jesus. Yeah, bro, he used to be in this tag team. It was like a money gimmick tag team. It was like I just like that's why I met him. I met him in Indiana, like a promotion called Backbreaker, and he was doing a tag team for a while. I don't know, like, we always were cool then. He was always such a nice guy. And I don't know, I just remember seeing on Facebook him post that picture of him dressed up as a gangster, bloody knuckles. And I was like, holy hell, like, what a <laughs> transformation. Oh. Like you guys said, simple but effective maneuvers. Yeah. Yep. Those are the best. Love a good Texas Cloverleaf, too. That dude, he's so good. Yeah, the American Bulls with a, a very, uh, very British Bulldogs-inspired gimmick. Where yeah. Take her off. Look, we've been watching this for 27 minutes already. It doesn't even feel like yeah. it. This is going yeah. fast. Oh, yeah, that's great. Well, Nigel and Brian Danielson obviously have some good history, so. Oh, yeah. I know it wasn't like rumor they both got signed with WWE and then like Nigel got hurt or something like that. Yeah, he didn't pass his physical. I think he had like a shoulder shoulder injury. Uh that's when he showed up at uh Impact afterwards. Yeah. Everybody get a seven-minute time before Tyler Black gets himself together and gets back into this match. So they need to beat Dragon right here and right now before that happens. Look at the welt on the inside of the high plane. That's if we can get a good shot of that. I don't know if you can get a good shot of that. 
Wow, they've had Danielson in the ring for a while now. Right now, I was just thinking this was a very interesting <laughs> development. Black went through that table before. He's probably oh, still yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they took out Black. <laughs> that fucking table exploded too. It was a really good spot. Yeah. Oh, fuck that shit. Oh. <laughs> and again, where it's drop kick the bad leg, and down goes Dragon once again. Good tags too. Nice hard slap, yeah. <laughs> Very happy we've gotten better at that, Zach. <laughs> As I say, I used to be like our biggest weakness was not a nice strong tag. I was like, what's well, We get annoyed by that. Well, I like that little combo with the dragon screw. Yeah, thinking about that, it's good when you hear when you actually like hear the tag. Yeah, like we used to like barely get fingertips and like because we were both trying to swing at each other and like now we got a little method, but yeah, as tag wrestlers, we were very bad at tagging. <laughs> like the actual tagging part of tagging. Yeah, the actual tagging part. We were very we were very bad for a very long time. <laughs> That's one of those things you don't think about, so. Yeah, definitely. It's like, oh, it's a simple tag. Oh, I missed. Wow, Eddie Edwards vocal. He's usually not that vocal. <laughs> Back then. Yeah, this is a different Eddie than you're used to, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, when I got back into wrestling, I started digging into the old indies, so I watched all the AAW, Windy City Classics, and all the Battle of Los Angeles from uh, PWG, but Davey Richards is definitely the one person that, like, stood out, like, in my indie watching. Well, that was dope. They catch, they catch on the... Uh... That power bomb, yeah, Davey's so good. Ooh, Tyler out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Davey won the battle. Uh, I want to say 06 or 05, one, one of the early ones. The welcome back champ. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, the crowd will get the right chant in. As long as it's not this is wrestling chant. That's good. Yeah, eight minutes he was out. Yeah, he was out for a hot minute. DDT. Cool looking DDT there. Oh, yeah. 
Nice neck breaker, too. Rick Rudish. <laughs> oh, I mean, I love Rick Rude. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Rick Rude and Kurt Hinning were uh, the two people that died too young. There. Been, there's so much to give. Oh. Ooh. on there. Richard's however on the Whoa. Oh, oh. sucks to be in the front row. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so happy right now. Yeah. It is murder like five fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's about to do it. Brian Danielson. That was a fuck of a dive, Jesus. There he goes. Yeah, that'd totally be me, by the way, if you guys were wondering if you guys ever jumped in the crowd. It's happened. Doc has got military press from the ring to the crowd. Yeah. I'd catch you, Doc. Appreciate. Please do. <laughs> or else the lady won't let me wrestle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great sell job there. I mean, it's not really a sell job, but... What do you guys think about the 20 count in Ring of Honor? I like it. Yeah, me too. Bruce City does that. Really? Yeah. 20. It's different, you know, sets them apart. Well, let you do a little bit more crazier stuff than like uh, let let those guys do those dives where they're still like uh, yeah, they don't have to rush back into the ring or something. Exactly, let the moments more resonate. Yeah, that was pretty smooth. Black and Richards going at the same time in the nineteen count there. The simple things matter. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe this is 35 minutes. It does not feel like it. We still got, what, 13 more minutes? Yeah. <laughs> of amazingness. Fucking mm. headbutt. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what a dropkick. Yeah. Must make sense. Obviously, Seth Rollins is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Do you, uh, do you think he's the one who takes the belt off Roman? Uh, holding out for main event J. What's that, Doc? I'm holding out for main event J. Jay Uso was the first one to to fall to Roman. I want Jay to be the one to take it off of him. <laughs> I uh, now that the drafts happen and Cody's on Raw and they have that world title, 
Like, I do believe Jay's going to be the one that takes it off Roman. They've been building that story a little bit more with the them getting drafted separately. Yeah. I think Roman's going to do – I think, like, they – like, uh, I have a theory that, uh, like, because, like, J, uh, Jimmy's Jimmy's been the one kind of taking the pins and losing. Yeah. I have a feeling that Roman's going to punish Jimmy for losing and then Jay's not going to take that. Mm. That was a nice code breaker, by the way. Yeah, that was very yeah. good. Sammy and Owens, they're on uh, Raw now, right? I think. Yep. Yeah. Does that mean SmackDown's getting new tag belts? I don't think they mentioned that at all. Yeah. Like Roman has two belts and they have two belts. Does that mean SmackDown gets another belt? Hmm. I mean, I remember the original drafts. They didn't have... Uh... Two separate tag yeah, belts. Tag, yeah, tag belts went through both and the first one, first brand split. Yeah. But hear me out. Oh, that was nice stealing that. But uh, <laughs> hear me out. You get new tag belts for SmackDown, right? And you have the Street Profits wrestle the Usos and have Jimmy take another loss with the Street Profits making them the SmackDown tag champs. And then that builds more of the uh, bloodline story, like with the breakup. I like it. Wow, this match is really fucking good, by the way. Yeah, dude, I love their combos. I was kind of curious what he was going for. Yeah, speaking of that, Wrestling Road Diaries by Cole Cabana, they had Brian Danielson on there. That motherfucker's got a resting heart rate of 39 beats per minute. Oh, damn. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not smart with that type of stuff, so I don't know if that's good, bad. I, if that's, like, that's, that's like, ridiculous. Yeah, very good. Very good. Very good. On a good day, I can get mine down to 70, but I'm obviously not very much of an athlete, obviously. So. Right there with you, Tom. It's early yet, though. Oh, is he go? Oh! oh! Beautiful cattle mutilation. See splashing? Moonsault. Good camera work there, not showing Eddie Edwards, but he said Tompkins slipped. Uh, he turned out. around. Ooh. Oh, back Ooh. to the knee. Back to the knee. That was smart. I like that. Yeah. I don't know how that felt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breakups on bridges are always a little scary. Bro, especially the way his neck was. I was worried it was going to be a splash. I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> Didn't kill her. See, I know who wins this match, and they still get me. (laughs) 
I love that. It's like, wait, maybe I heard wrong. Maybe yeah. I was talking about. Yeah. That was really dumb by all everyone involved, by the way. Dude, this match is like, yeah, it's super. The timing, everything's good. I mean, now you see why we're looking for the best wrestlers in the world at the time, so. Yeah. Yeah, because Edwards is like running uh, some kind of uh, faction and impact still, right? Um, I don't know if he is. I, I know don't think so. He's an honor no more, but like Bennett and uh, Taven are now in Ring of Honor. I think he's been, he's been feuding with PCO. I was saying PCO was in that faction for. I think they blew it off at the last uh, pay per view with that casket match. Gosh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and now PCO's got the title shot this week. Holy shit. Oh, oh my God. God. Dude, I would be done for a week. Hey, Doc. That looks familiar. <laughs> oh. I wonder where we might have gotten it from. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Richard's pissed off, so he's going to take it all on Danielson's knee instead of just arguing. Always scary looking. Yep. No, thank you. I feel like they would flip you over, Doc. I would flip myself over. (laughs) I would have more, I would be way more comfortable with that. Ask him if he wants to continue. Bodies everywhere. It's like a car wreck. I like how the ring skirt drips down enough where you can read the full website. (laughs) (laughs) That was definitely uh, before they had their 20 minute procedure to to tie the aprons. Oh, yeah. You got to get people to that message board at the time. I mean, it definitely like it. Like, it looks like it's cut off perfectly. Like, it droops down like perfectly to outline it. Yep. The old HD net days. So, we never figure out like, is this a pay per view or what is this on even? I would think it's got to be a pay per view with the link. I don't know if they were. I think they. I remember they were doing like legit pay per views on cable at that point. They did like four or five of them. Yeah, because this is like right around Supercard of Honor time, but. Yeah. Double cool release. Fuck that. Sometimes. 
Yeah, I gotta dig into more Tyler Black in general in AEW and Ring of Honor. He had some cool shit in uh, IWA Mid South. I remember. Yeah, so. I've, I've seen a good amount of him in IWA. Yeah. Him and uh, if you ever find matches, him and Josh Abercrombie, they were they always killed it together. He was big in the midnight or big uh mid two thousands indie guy. Black like cool combat. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Hate your face, have some elbows. <laughs> nope. Oh, yeah, he got it. And they're calling, they're still calling cattle mutilation, too. Yeah, very ironic coming from Brian Danielson. <laughs> oh, there's a time limit. Oh, they said we got less than 60 seconds. Oh, shit. Could you imagine if they had Davey tap out, but since Eddie and Rollins are the legal guys, like, yep, yeah, that thing looks like Eddie, it looks like Davey's out, yeah. yeah. God, he's been in that for a good, you know, minutes. Oh. Uh, bro. Oh. Oh. You could have got anything better. Well, fucking oh, man. done. Crowd wants five more minutes after all that. I can't play him. Man. I know there's a time limit. I neither. Wow. Yeah. Really well done. Got you the year chance. There's something there's that trash can thrown. Wow. Wow. I I gotta clap, even though I'm not there. I love that a match. Finish, the timing on that finish was amazing. Yeah. yeah. That was all. I mean, well, I mean, Todd Sinclair, too. Um, you know, obviously, I show him. Obviously, we got friends that are refs, but 
Yeah, the way they timed that. I mean, he told them when to drop it. Wow. That was really fucking good. Did not see that coming. I don't know what no. you got. Yeah, no. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a 45-minute time limit. No, I didn't know. There's a time limit that only said one minute left. Yeah. Well, high fivers, uh, hopefully you guys are all watching this match with us. I definitely recommend it. Um, holy shit. I, I don't know what to say. No, that was a great match. Like, if you yeah. definitely have, like, an hour to chill, well, probably, like, two hours if you're listening to the whole podcast. But got <laughs> <laughs> swept by the Rockies. Um, wow. Yeah, listen, I literally just Googled um, – <clears throat> YouTube and American Wolves, and that's what popped up. So, wow, that was well worth it. So, definitely. Um, Hell yeah, Brandon, do you have any uh, any thoughts on that match? I mean, they killed it. It was uh usually I don't like like super long matches and everything. Like I'm a big like 20, 25 minute guy. Uh, but they like when they when you do it and it just flies by like that, and you look up and you're like. Holy shit, it's been 30 minutes. You know you're watching a fucking great match. Yeah. Uh, and these were, at the time, especially for the guys that easily could put on great matches. So. Yeah. Um, Zach, you got any thoughts? Obviously, you know, watching it with more of a, a professional eye than, you know, guys like me and Brundon. So. No, it was, uh, it was definitely great. Um, I definitely see some stuff. I got some ideas now off of this match <laughs> with some things I'm going to be doing. Um. That dot, those dies are crazy. Dave, uh, Davey just murdering everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I love the fact, dude, uh, the finish, like, it's so simple, but, like, in stereo uh, submissions are always so cool. And then, like, when uh, they're able to break out and then they, like, trade off on them in stereo submissions, like, great. Uh, his hand was about to hit the mat. Like, that's, yeah. those are those, like, times you think about, I'm like, man, one millisecond. You would have been the champ. Yeah. God damn. Doc, you got any, you got any thoughts? Uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, very interesting structure. Um, and also I'm I'm uh I'm somebody who really enjoys watching people get better at things and just to know that as good as they are at that point, that they still all four of those guys grow and still become better wrestlers. Um, Who are those guys are going to main event WrestleMania in a couple of years? Yeah, you know it, it's <laughs> wild. It's yeah. just, still, how far they'll they'll grow? Yeah, and I wonder why. Uh, why? <laughs> I mean, you know, we talk about it all the time. Obviously, Davy and Eddie aren't very good promo wise, but I don't know why they weren't on cable more often. I mean, obviously, Eddie's on Impact now, but. Um, you know, and the American Wolves had their run on impact, but I don't know, man. Especially with Triple H taking over NXT back. I mean, those two seem like two very NXT uh black and gold brand wrestlers, but yeah, I think Davey was he was they in and out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Davey retired in 2017, so that didn't help either. So yeah. but they did I was say Davey and Eddie did have a tag match on NXT at one time though. No shit, really? Yeah, yeah, they fought. Uh, was it the? I think the Ascension or somebody, somebody like that. Yeah, like super early black and uh, gold brand. They were on it for one time. One time. Yeah. Oh. 
But yeah, that was also like I think in that weird time where they were bringing in like a lot of random indie guys because yeah. uh, you get low key in there in those days too. Well, low key was in the when NXT was that tournament back in the day. Yeah, like uh, because that's where Brian Danielson came from. He was Daniel Bryan. At the time, I wasn't like too familiar with Ring of Honor. I knew a little bit because of CM Punk, but not too much of it. Like, uh, not like I like have access to YouTube and they had the videos and all that. I just kind of like read whatever I read off of like blogs. And um, I just remember Brian Danielson, like uh, Daniel Bryan, like always winning the polls in the NXT. I'm like, how is this guy winning the polls nonstop? <laughs> and uh, low key comes in as a uh, what was his Caval. Oh, yeah. You dropped the ball with this guy so hard. Like, Do you remember who his coaches were? Um, uh, Lay Cool. Yeah. yeah. That, was, a, that was wild. Yeah. The ball. Ay, ay, ay. I feel like they had, to, like, uh, they had a few seasons, like uh, uh, Wade Barrett won the first time, Caval the second, Loki. I think number three was. Uh, Fondango, but he was going by Johnny Curtis at the time. Yeah. And then they did the women's one. And I think that was, uh, what's her name? She was a block. Was it Caitlin? Yeah. Caitlin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was a that was a fuck of a match. This is really fun. I mean, it was it was cool to get you guys' perspective. You know, obviously Brendan and I are, are just fans and we're just, you know, but uh to hear you guys, you know break it down a little bit was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're going to listen to this high fivers, definitely watch the match, uh, with it. It's well worth your time. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, like I said, just random. So I, I'd like to know the back history on that. So just the ending alone was fucking nuts. So yeah, I want to know like what built up to this 48 minute match. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And I'm always like, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to, to know what the card sheet rundown was in the back. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, um, yeah, Ring of Honor will be a little top heavy at times, so it'd be interesting to see what else is on there. So I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Kenny was on this one. I mean, it's in Canada. He was, uh, he had his little run with uh, Ring Honor at that point. Wow, I didn't, yeah. even know, I didn't even know Kenny had that much of a run in Ring of Honor. It was a short. It was a short one, but he came in and just killed it for a bunch of shows. Well, there is that one match I just said. We saw uh, Omega versus Danielson versus uh, Black in a triple threat for Ring of Honor. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Ring of Honor. This is uh, this is why I gravitated to Ring of Honor. So, yeah. Well, gentlemen, this is a lot of fun. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, before we pull a train to the station here, um, do you guys have any final thoughts or anything? Or uh, no, thank you. Um, and follow us on all social medias. <laughs> follow us on social medias, and uh, this won't be the last time we're on this podcast. I'm pretty sure we found some other matches to do some watch alongs for. So, uh, yeah, for sure. So, I think these bonus episodes might become more of a regular thing. So, it's always uh, a good thing. Thanks for everybody who's uh listened to this, especially SJ, who has said I would shout out. So. Loyal listener of the revelry. So much appreciated. You will be getting stickers. Uh, Zach Zach and Dak, I do have some Ring of Honor revelry stickers um, for you guys. Well, I ordered them from Tom, you know, so hopefully I got some stickers. So obviously you guys will be the first ones to get some. So 
Hell yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it only took me a year and a half, but we finally got a fucking logo, so. <laughs> Worth the wait. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> if I wanted to hear uh, Zach and Doc, you know, pontificate weekly, where would I be able to hear something like that? Uh, that would be uh, on our YouTube page, or on my YouTube page, actually, it's fine. Uh, Doc717. Uh, luckily, every social media that I have is Doc717. <laughs> Yep, Doc717, you listen to the Take It Home podcast. Um, a bunch of wrestlers and referees just talking about their weeks. And uh, it's more of a weekly meditation thing for us. But I think it's become a popular thing. And, like, people do listen. So, yeah, uh, it's super fun. Um, and then, of course, for my social medias, find me on all social media at Z Hendrix Brand, a country or brand for Twitter because they don't allow us to write country or official. But the rest of it's country official, and we do have a YouTube page for that where I try to stay up to date and uh, post all our you all our, any of our promos, all our matches, anything in that ne- in that neck of the woods, like so people can see what we're doing. Yeah, and I uh, listen. I will. I'll put all the links um, in the show notes. Um, which for I've actually got that all prepared already. I'm like way ahead of the game. So, um, and your boy High Five Tom has actually also appeared on take uh taking a home podcast. Just so you know, yes, he has. So, um, uh, but dude, yeah, this is awesome. I I was not. I mean, with the four people involved, I was not. I mean, I was expecting awesomeness, but I don't know if I was expecting quite that much awesomeness. That was really fucking good. No, um, I was. Uh, I expected a good match, but that was more than I expected. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's all I really want to say. But uh, running for Polo Train Station, where can people follow you? Uh, at Irish Misfit on the Twitter machine, and uh, you know, you can watch me retweet random stuff. I don't have much to say on there, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so Brendan does do our weekly question of dishonor. Um, and we even got you a little bit of a theme song this week, Brendan. So, <laughs> um, is it the uh, dog video again? Yeah, it is. So awesome. Awesome. That's what I like. Gentlemen, thank you so much. This is a fucking blast. Uh, I appreciate all of you guys. And uh, high fivers, we'll talk to everybody. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.